to Star Wars Escape Pod in our final Bad Batch Season 1 Episode 16 review for the finale episode called Camino Lost. We finally join our crew trying to escape the bombardment of Topoka City on Camino with uh, a bit of an unexpected ally once again, Crosshair. This was a great episode and we're going to get into it with our co-host Blake who's joined us for 98% of this entire Bad Batch review run. And uh, we're really excited to just speculate on season two and uh, get into the breakdown of this particular episode. So, let's do it. Another happy landing. Blake has returned, everybody. Welcome back, sir. I have returned. <laughs> was the last time you watched that trailer? Because we have returned, though. Wait which, wait, which trailer is that? It's one of the original tour trailers back in the day when the Old oh, Republic was new. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the Old Republic trailers, Dude, right? I was, those, those trailers are so good. I'm so excited for that game. And I was so obsessed with KOTOR. I, I know. I, I still I still sometimes uh, re-watch those trailers just to... Just, they're so they're, good. They're, they're so well choreographed and everything. Like, like that one, I think it's that one specifically when the Sith, uh, they fly in on their ship and like crash through the Jedi Temple. That yeah. scene, almost shot for shot, was stolen and used in Marvel Thor 2. Yeah, it was. <laughs> They just, yeah. I, I think they, remember. they didn't think anyone would notice, so they just blatantly stole the exact same scene. Like the same camera angles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Every, everything down to like the enemies coming out of the ship and everything. firing upon. Yeah, everything. Everything. Oh, man. I don't know if they ever got called out for that. I was thinking about making a comparison online, and I never did. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Well, there, I'm sure there's memes out there or something, GIFs. You know, it's, it's been a while it's out, since I looked. Yeah, but. it's it's been a while, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I came across them in the past. So, um, so this was a pretty crazy episode. Uh, we get it's the last one of the season. Of course, we're gonna have to wait a year uh, until the second season. Oh man, don't say that. What what, <laughs> what what are your thoughts on this one? If I'm being entirely honest, I was expecting something more impressive. <laughs> I I was expecting a little more. Yeah, like, um, I I loved the episode, but I was just expecting a little more kind of other than just them trying to get away from the bombardment. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I know? thought they would have escaped in the first 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. And we get the rest of the show to to see more of what's going on, like some sort of big reveal or something. They have to deal with it. But right. Yeah, it was yeah, really exactly. just them trying to survive the entire time. And by the time they escape. It was over. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, the next season is supposed to launch. Uh, I don't believe they've given a month. And if they have, I think I vaguely remember it being like September next year or something. But yeah, 2022 is when it's uh, it's going to come out. And uh, we're not really left on a cliffhanger with this one. Thank goodness. Like it was more just, uh, oh, this is kind of what's going to happen next. Right. I kind of um, wanted but, that cliffhanger, though, because it would give some cool reveal. We had to speculate yeah, for a year. It kind of I mean, would. Yeah. I guess there's a little bit, you probably want to say this for later, but they kind of left a little bit of a cliffhanger with uh, now let's now, say. now let's say at the end there. But that was, yeah. well, same time, we already know roughly where that's going to go. So it's like, is right. it that big of a cliffhanger? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we this episode starts off where the last one left off, which was uh, the Kaminoan facilities or Topoka City, I guess, just being bombarded by Republic gunships. Cool to and, see. Uh, at this, cool. Yeah. And at this point now it's Imperial gunships, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that is such a cool, like visually, the, these shots were amazing. They did such a great job uh, pulling all of this stuff off. So true. And uh, the first thing that I kind of noticed was like the clone that is kind of reporting to the the guy in charge up there. He says all Kaminoan facilities have, have, are collapsing into the sea. Or something like that. He didn't say anything about like you could tell that he was kind of upset about it because it's his home. Yeah. Right? Well, but any kinda, clone should be. Yeah. He had to remove the personal attributes out of that equation and kind of just call it the Kaminoan facilities rather than Topoka City or or whatever. Like, you know, the yeah, the, the clone facilities or, the you know, because we've heard it be referred to as the clone facilities on Camino. Uh, before as well but yeah like there's been um you know numerous clones in the past that have obviously been very passionate about their homeland and uh because it's all the closest thing that they got and now they're mm -hmm. there's clones aboard the ship just destroying it <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that we saw this clone doing that in this episode but last episode the clone that was in the navy who controlled the guns was just like totally fine with it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess some of them are kind of split decision on that one. And and uh, this kind of leads into something I'm kind of I'm going to bring up a few times maybe. But uh, there's a big conversation with with Crosshair that happens throughout the episode and uh, his choice, because, of course, from the last episode, he's rev he revealed that he had his chip removed at some point between mm -hmm. uh, between the episodes, I guess. Which I still question because he kind of rubs his head like it's still there. Yeah, it is weird, right? But um, so maybe we'll find out that it's still in there, but he claims that he doesn't have it. Yeah. So going off of that saying of his, going off of that, that uh, maybe his, maybe, maybe a lie, who knows? Uh, but uh, just going off of those words that he has, uh, it's, it's kind of, um, it's, it's kind of interesting because he's a clone who's not had a choice before. And now he's choosing to go along with it anyways. Yeah, it is. It's kind of bizarre, but I mean, they are right. This is pointed out by uh, specifically by tech. It is more or less just kind of who he was before and anyway. Yeah, it was kind of a by the books. You know, you do what you got to do. Don't question it. You know, you're, you're there to do a job kind yeah. of person, right? Yeah, he, he always seemed like the odd one out of the group as well as far as kind of being the outsider kind of character. 
you know? It's always a sniper. Yeah, he, he just had that edgy vibe. He's always kind of had that rebellious... Kind of immoral. Like, yeah. No, no just, empathy. Yeah, just different from the rest of them, right? Like, if, if any one of them were to... Uh, or to kill a kill an innocent bystander for the sake of getting the job done, it would totally be him, right? Yeah, so true. Good point. So yeah, and I get that vibe from like the first time that we even meet the group, like in the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch arc. Uh, that's that's the kind of vibe that I got from that character. So, uh, not that I ever pictured the show happening, but I always thought like, oh, he's like the edgy one. Yeah, you know, he, like, he would murder your family and just be fine with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sleep fine that night. <laughs> right. Um yeah, so it's it's um uh the the group and 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 now with Crosshair added to them, they're they're trying to navigate these lower well these they're trying to navigate the facility uh as it's like sinking before it's too late trying to find a way to escape as it's kind of going down to the depths of the Camino and oceans there. Um that was a pretty intense sequence of of events because uh i don't know i, I like i i got this thing with like drowning i'm not very uh fond of the idea if i were if i was if there were to be any way for me to go i i definitely would that would be like one of the last on my list no um, i agree like, I, yeah it, it just I, I sounds would say miserable i yeah. too am not a fan of drowning <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think anyone is and uh it's it's a scary thought right and and so like even though this is like a animated cartoon, like it's, it's a kid's show and everything. And, 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 uh, I mean, we enjoy it, but it's, uh, it's, it's never going to be as intense as maybe some of the live action stuff can get, uh, or as brutal, but so I didn't expect anyone to die, but still when, when Crosshair got trapped under the water and everything, I was like, Oh, is he actually going to die? Like, Wouldn't that have been interesting. Right. Yeah. And it's those moments that I start to question, like, oh, are they, are they actually going to kill one of the main people? That's when I'm like, OK, this is starting to be a good show or a good yeah. episode because no, I'm starting to believe this stuff. That's actually a good point, because I would say barring Omega, technically the, any of the others are expendable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the bad batch, but I mean, you know, anyone can be in that group. Clearly, yeah. I mean, you know, they, they brought in Omega. They brought in uh, Echo. Right. Uh but the uh, thing is, if any of them died, the show would keep going. Like, yeah, the show would keep going. Yeah, Hunter's the least likely of the clones, but even without him, the show could keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, what's interesting about this particular episode is that they're struggling throughout the whole thing, trying to survive together as a, as a group, but they're also struggling with Crosshair's choice. And he persistently just insists that he wants to be part of the Empire. And, you know, the rest of them are like, well, you're, you're only ever going to be a number. Like, why would you want to why would you want to be part of that? Right. Um, and it goes into the whole debate about even though the chip might not be active, whether it's active or not, it goes into the whole debate about whether or not clones are actually like people. Right. And clearly they can make their own decisions. Right. Because we've seen numerous amount of clones give up the the orders you know hauser's one of those clones that kind of chose to do what he did and and go against the empire and uh you know he just decided like hey they're not doing the right thing you know they're treating these people badly uh, i don't want to go along with it and he and he actually some other clones actually followed his word and uh so clearly clones can go the other way but we've never really thought about it ever since the whole chip 
conversation is saying like, oh, they don't have a choice to go along with the Empire's choices and killing off all the Jedi and everything. No, like, that's true. We just assumed they, at that point they're all lost. Right. And if and if they but if there is no chip, we haven't really had that conversation of like, would any of them choose to go along with the Empire? Like we've only seen that conversation of like, oh, clearly they don't have a choice with the chip. But without the chip, you know, it's evident that a lot of them would obviously not go with the Empire because they've yeah, served with these Jedi. Like these are their mm-hmm. friends. Right. That's why they needed the chips to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Right. So so without the chips, like have we even really like I've never personally thought about it. Uh, after the whole chip conversation happened, and we're like, "Oh, okay, this is this is why they betray the Jedi." Okay, all right, cool. Um, after that conversation, after that topic was like enclosed in season uh, five or six of the Clone Wars or whatever it was, uh, it's it was it was like, "Oh, well, this explains a lot." I don't really need to think of them as the enemy anymore. But you know, Crosshair is this the first character now that's kind of put that into doubt, and I'm trying to think like, "Oh, well, maybe there's other clones out there who would be all too happy to." join the empire and and clearly they've got the ranks for it i mean like stormtroopers are primarily made up of volunteers and loyal people across the galaxy uh some of them a lot of them because they just don't have a choice because their job situation is terrible or whatever like even even luke was going to join the academy because he was a farm boy and it was the only way to get off that dust ball right yeah Uh, true so it was just a thing to do but still like given the option i think a good example to look at for this is to actually uh, pay attention to the episode we had with um, Pon Krell because we meet the clone Dogma, right? Such a well-named yeah. character <laughs> where he's so dogmatic with the rules and regulations of you have to buy the books, do, do as you're told, you know, never question orders. And he's probably not the only one who's like that. Yeah, no, it's it's true. Like Dogma's another that's a great example. Yeah, Dogma's probably one of those clones that would choose to go along with the Empire, right? And uh he just he just decided he was like, Yeah, I'm just gonna be yes man. Like I'm just gonna be the guy who's loyal and you know, to the person in charge and that's it. Like that's final. That's 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 the yeah, that's his to, code, right? We're here to do a job, we're just bringing, we're just gonna get it done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, it's it's um what's the saying from uh uh every man has a code right what, what what's that from i feel like it's it's from a movie somewhere pirates maybe or i would be surprised something, if Johnny something Depp else. said that yeah every man has a code it's gotta live by that code that used to be the the main drive for boba fett in the eu yeah <laughs> he used to live yeah. by a code it's it's uh I feel it's it's something I've I've heard in the movie clearly but um but I've always just I thought of that like when when uh you know you see these characters that just have such a driving force behind them and it's like oh okay clearly uh he's a, a man with a, a code right um oh uh, I think it was Laquade actually the Quaid say uh, to Rex uh, like <laughs> his it was from Star Wars <laughs> his uh, his his co- yeah maybe his his code is is family right yeah family <laughs> and then family. there's there's Rex's code which is uh oh it was from Fast and Furious that's why I heard it <laughs> that's where I heard it yeah the only two was, franchises you watch <laughs> it was yeah <laughs> it was it was Owen Shaw or something that said that to Dom like Dom, every man's got a code. 
And it's up to that man to live by that code or something like that. It's like, my code is family. Family. And Corona. (laughs) My code is precision or something he says, like the other guy. And anyway, um, yeah, so it's like, yeah, every man's got a code. Every clone's got a code to them. Like they they all make their own choices. And and clearly Crosshair has made has made his. Um, We got a pretty big classic fish moment. You got to have that in there, right? There's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish. That's right. Always. Yeah. I, I think it's almost become a thing now. If we're ever underwater, there has to be some big fish monster. Yeah, there's, there's got to be. It's, it just can't not be. Right. You know, when, when it's in Star Wars, you got to add that, that massive fish. It's yeah. a rule, man. You can't not do it. And then you, as soon as it happens, you immediately have to say in Qui-Gon's voice. There's yeah. always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> I'll be honest, even watching that by myself, I said that as soon as that scene happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a thing, man. If you're like a true Star Wars fan, you like the prequels, like it just oh, has man. to happen. There's so many good like memeable lines that you could just kind of mutter to yourself and have a self chuckle. Like I know. You know, yeah. It's like you know, you see like the cops show up to like that party across the street, like this party's over. <laughs> those, you say those, that every time you like crash parties. Yeah, yeah. Well, that or you know, I feel like if part house party gets busted or something like that. You know, you, I'm sure anyone, anyone who looks out their window has seen cops show up and you know take 50 teenagers out of the house, just kick them all out, kick them all home. You know. Oh my gosh! If uh, I was a cop, I would say that every time. Yeah. <laughs> this part, oh man. So- <laughs> RCMP. This party's over. <laughs> <laughs> Just a total badass. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a friend who's going to the police for us. We got to get him to say it. <laughs> That's a good point. Let him in on this. He's been yeah. on the show, hasn't he? He has. Yeah, Reed. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's trying to get into the police force. So, you know, when he, when it, when the day that he makes it, we're going to we're gonna have a chat with him. All right, Reed. One of the, one of the things you got to add to your code as a police officer. This part is over. <laughs> One of the lines they'll train you, train you to say at the academy. Yeah, yeah. It's like mandatory. Um, uh, the music in this one was was you know just as good as the last, and uh, uh, I don't know. If- uh, you know, actually, I disagree. It didn't stand out to me nearly as much as it did in the first episode. Oh, okay. All right. Well, actually, yeah. That's well, yeah. When the when the bombarding started, that that was a great. That, that was a great track that they that they had. But what I noticed in this episode was that um, uh, watching the Clone Wars like beginning to end, you just you have this constant theme, uh, which is uh, the clone, the clone theme. And uh, they played a rendition of that in this episode, which was just very sad and depressing. And it was very like subtle, very hard to notice. But it was so uh, fitting for this episode because it's the end of Camino it's the end of the cloning, you know, like wh- wherever the, uh, that Django's body was being reproduced, like that's no more. Uh, and um, I, I highly doubt we're ever going to see another Camino in a cloning facility after this episode. It, they, they've Probably made it, not. They've made it pretty clear that this is the end for the clones, right? And, and the end uh, for Kaminoans. Like, yeah, yeah. I wonder if we'll find out where they escaped to, though, or if they even made it, because they almost got caught on the way out. 
at least Nawase and what's the other guy? Chikabasu? Lamasu? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, because he... Uh, he got he, caught on the way out. It looks like he was going to be executed in the last yeah, episode. Yeah, exactly. But I'm wondering then, what about all of the other Kiminoan personnel? Did they get off planet or did they get caught? I don't know. Um, I would imagine they were either killed or brought along if they were useful. Like all, all the scientist people for sure like would have been pretty useful but any anyone else like they, they probably would just been they like, might uh, have snuck off planet with those kids like the children clones the the clone the clone cadets were being sent off world to a, a training facility so unless they hijacked one of the vehicles and i don't know I, I i don't see it as a likely scenario we don't see kaminoans in the later films yeah and i honestly wouldn't be surprised if they just took this arc as the reason for like why that is uh Nalase being kind of a temporary exemption from that but i would not be surprised if she was like the last kaminoan alive kind of thing you know uh yeah i'm wondering wouldn't, that too. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all the rest of her yeah. race has just been completely exterminated yeah i mean like the the the, the episode is actually titled camino lost not just Topoka City lost or or uh whatever right like mm-hmm. it, it's it's clearly camino lost like this will probably be the last time we any of us sees Kamino in a Star Wars story. Yeah, that's true. That yeah. is the very end of that. I mean, yeah. And to be honest, yeah. I think we're lucky that we got to see as much as we did. Because I yeah. didn't expect to see ever again after Revenge of the Sith. Right, yeah, yeah. And, you know, to add on top of this, now the archives are re-complete again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a, it's a terrible didn't, thing to uh, say. But... <laughs> the librarian survive Order 66? Yeah, she did. So yeah. some, somewhere in the galaxy, she's going to hear a word of this and be like, ah, at last they are complete again. Uh, <laughs> justice. Just Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> she was Palpatine all along. Man, like she's she's old enough that she could be like Palpatine's mother or something. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, her name is. Um, Wait, I should know. You've got a whole thing about it. Oh, uh, dang! It's I. <laughs> this is like uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Like I. Jacosta something. Yeah, Jacosta Jac- New. Thank you. Ah, Thank right, you. right. Yes, Jacosta New. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's uh, uh, she's like the grandma in Star Wars. Just, I just uh, grandma. To me, she was that like really like early seventies, maybe late seventies. <laughs> That annoying librarian that always told you to be quiet when you're chatting yeah. with your friends. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we all knew a librarian like that. Um, yeah, it, it, if, it not, if it's not in our records, it does not exist. <laughs> Stubborn old lady. It's like someone obviously erased it from the archives. <laughs> That's right. Who made you God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's so imagine? stubborn. Like, can, can you imagine being so stuck up this way, like, if it's not in my library, it does not exist. It's like it's like us being like, oh, if it's not on the internet, it's not real. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it is, the most like snobby thing ever. It's very like pretentious and narcissistic. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like her whole world evolves around those archives. And it's like I can imagine why she would say it, but saying it is still like, dude, like, okay. And now she's right again. Camino yeah, no longer exists. End. Yeah, it, who cares about Camino now? It's just a ball yeah. full of water. Uh, it'll be correct for as long as the Empire doesn't blow up another planet. 
Right. Yeah. 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 That being said, the planet still exists. It's just a city that was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and she and there are tunnels that go to other parts of Camino, according to Omega. Where those other parts are, if there's other cities, like who knows? Uh, maybe maybe Camino will continue on and 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 That's thrive a with a very small population of people who do nothing all day. Uh, <laughs> who knows, right? Like you never know. Um, so by that you mean they just do anything but cloning, so they're not important. <laughs> yeah, that was like their main export is just cloning, right? Cloning and maybe like fish, but I mean we've gone to fish worlds on the Mandalorian and. They got Those bigger are, fish on Naboo. Yeah, they got bigger fish anywhere else too, right? Like it's like, okay, we don't need to fish for like a monster creature or anything like that. I'm just, you know. But uh yeah, I mean it, it's it's uh it's an interesting thing to speculate on for sure. Um one thing that really stuck out at the end of the episode to me was when they were saying their goodbyes to crosshair who clearly didn't want to go with them uh hunter or somebody said we don't need to be enemies like even though they're on separate sides of this of this conflict uh you know he's basically telling him like we're still brothers like we don't need to we don't need to fight like you know you make your you make your decision we we've we've made ours it doesn't mean we have to be pointing a gun at each other's face all the time right it's true we're hunting each other down yeah i was gonna say so he doesn't have to keep hunting them and yeah that, that actually stuck out to, to me a lot as well. Like, I was surprised that even after all of this, the Empire basically left him for dead, blew up the, the building while he was inside the, the whole city, he just left him for dead, and he's still going to go back to them. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to believe. But yeah, I, I mean, the guy does what he what he does, right? And Yeah, but that being said, I do think the experience over the last two episodes of having to work together with his brothers and um, like post them having their falling out, I think would have had or did have a really big effect on him. Yeah. And I think that's going to play out over the next season. Yeah. That's actually, yeah, that's, that's a great speculation. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's even, I'd be even pressed to say that he would just now that we've kind of clearly come to the conclusion that uh, perhaps his chip really is indeed gone, um, that he will end up being that guy who uh, like Agent Callus in Star Wars Rebels, like clearly just an antagonist for a while. And then the Empire does something to kind of break the last straw. And he's like, okay. I've seen the good that these other people are doing that we're trying to hunt and kill. And I've seen what the side that I fight for does and believes in. Like, Are you saying Disney has a formula? Yeah. <laughs> I think I am saying that. Yeah. Because it's, it's basically that with the other team being from Mandalorian. Just like these soldiers that have like a pet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's uh, <laughs> there's a there's a bit of a theme in Star Wars, a little thing called redemption. And uh, it's it's been it's found on numerous occasions throughout the saga, right? Like it's just a thing that that is uh, echoing through the stories, and and so I, I I wouldn't be surprised if at some point Crosshair makes a decision that ends his life that means saving his friends, or uh, I don't think it'll ever be as clear as day that he just kind of rejoins them at some point. Like I don't think that's going to happen. 
And I, I was never in that boat anyways. Like I thought like, oh, maybe it like, I guess it's something to think about. But at this point, I'm pretty convinced. Like, I don't think he's going to be part of the main crew ever. Uh, I think he's always going to be that guy lingering in the background, uh, probably playing the inside character on the Empire. Like so that like there needs to be a hook of some kind in Imperial territory where the Bad Batch show can take us into those into those right. grounds and mm-hmm. and really have a reason for like why we need to see what we're seeing. Right. I see and what you're saying. He's the perfect character to do that because he's part of the Bad Batch. And he's clearly made up his mind about serving the Empire. And, uh, you know, like going forward in season two, you know, I I wonder maybe we'll get that kind of split story thing going on where half the episode we're going to be following the Bad Batch and what they're up to. Maybe half of it's going to be about Crosshair and his inside perspective of what the Empire is like in this transitioning time. Who knows? No, that's a good point. And that does open up that window. But I can't help but think that what's going to happen is he's going to going to go back, find some way. Like he's going to meet up with what's face the commander guy, and he's going to be like, "Oh, you survived," and like just like not really care at all, and just not be. Basically, it's going to start with that, and then he's just going to learn more and more how disrespected and how much of a pawn he's used as. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly that's exactly what I was saying about Agent Callus. It's like it takes one evening or whatever with him and Zeb in that crevice cave or whatever that they were trying to get out of. And the rebels show up and save them both. And they're all so happy to see him and they welcome him back with open arms, like, you know, giving him hugs and everything like that because he's part of the family. And then when they let Agent Callus go and he goes back to the Star Destroyer, nobody cares. Like nobody, nobody greets him. Nobody does whatever. Like he just kind of goes back to his quarters and sits in silence and and he's mauling over what he just experienced because he's thinking to himself, like these people share so much love and caring for each other. And they're, you know, they're they're clearly on the side of the innocents in this war, um, like, you know, helping people because we've seen the, the rebel, the ghost of the crew like give out you know food to people who are uh, negatively affected by the empire taking their land on lothal and this and that right so Mm -hmm. he's seen he knows what they're up to um but you know he continuously serves this this empire which is clearly out to kind of just wreak havoc and destroy everything and uh and rule the galaxy with an iron fist sort of so to speak and you know i think he just at some point he just decides like i don't want to be a part of this anymore like this is just kind of making me sick that and I think the loneliness, which I think yeah. will also be what gets to Crosshair. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. gonna. He's basically leaving his family to be with people who don't care if he's alive or not. Yeah, like, and I, I think the 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 like he doesn't like Camino. Clearly, he wasn't bothered by it going up into explosions and stuff. And I don't think a lot of clones were overly, you know they're treated like numbers and and like experiments there right so like it some of them might think like oh i i love camino it's the only home that we have whereas like others of them might be like i hate that place i'd, I'd prefer living my life on the battle lines than go back there right right which is like what the commandos felt like yeah like it, yeah it's a, it's a hit or miss like every every clone yeah. is so different and that's that's obvious like after watching clone wars they're all clearly such different people each and every one of them and and so some of them would feel that way uh, or the other way, right? And Crosshair is just one of those guys that's like, Camino sucks. Like I I don't care if 
Topoca City goes up in explosions like or flames like you know I, I don't really care uh, I don't care about the Kaminoans I don't care about anything like plus I've made my choice about serving the Empire I'm just gonna get through the day you know make it make it out of this thing alive with these guys that I used to call family and and uh, you know try and maybe think about this later right uh, so no that's a good point yeah season two I think is gonna be a bigger one for Crosshair and like what he's going I agree to. with that. Um, I think that my prediction probably won't come to pass at this point. Uh, what was your prediction again? Well, originally I said AZ was going to remove the chip. And then he said he oh, already removed right. it. But I'm like, maybe he's lying and AZ will still have to do it. I thought that was right. going to happen this episode. I thought that yeah. was going to be like a twist where they'll, he'd find out that it was still there or something. Right. Yeah. But we now... Have- Camino's been destroyed and AZ is with the, the crew. Yeah, and uh, that'll be an interesting dynamic because now they've picked up a droid full time and, you know, it's already evident that Echo's our droid. Uh, fingers <laughs> crossed, fingers crossed that season two, he gets a new arm and becomes more awesome. That'd be great. I've got to mention that, you know, <laughs> mention the. I got to keep bringing it up, man, until <laughs> someone from the from, screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, until someone like throws this at a at somebody's head over in the writers' room, like give him a new arm, like <laughs> man, like that screwdriver is ridiculous. Like, how does he even do anything with that thing? Like, I don't know. Seems even like in this episode, even in this episode, he didn't open the, the any doors. Like that was he, all AZ. So now, now we right. got somebody to do that. So what's he did Echo going to do? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like nor- normally, Echo's the guy that opens the doors for us, right? He's the door opener, and <laughs> door and now man. and now he's yeah, he's the door opener and the computer terminal guy. Like now we're the door mad, I suppose. What's he going to do now? Like it's just like oh man, like <laughs> and they got to find something more interesting for him to do. That being said, I think that is something that will be approved upon in season two because season one they really wanted it. You could tell they really wanted it to be about Hunter. And Omega. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm also pressed to say that season two, we could be seeing a time jump happen and uh, we could be getting closer to that solo storyline, uh, which is five years after episode three. And, um, you know, with that, we could see Omega grow and change a little bit, you know, maturity wise, like she could, mm, new we model. could see a, yeah. yeah, a new model, new hairdo, costume. you know, costume, whatever else. Yeah. Uh, kind of like become more skilled with her with her bow, um, yeah, just stuff like that. More integrated with the crew, kind of thing. The clones. Um, how do you think they'll age? I feel like they'll give them at least one of them a beard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something to to maybe uh, to Hunter. So, maybe they'll yeah. give him like a bit of a bit of a beard. I hope they gave like him a dad stash, like a big thick dad's. mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Maybe maybe Tech get some of those like Viking braids on him. <laughs> <laughs> Just super random. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or, or Wrecker. Wrecker. You gotta give him like a giant goatee or something. Yeah, so give them all matching goatees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Um hmm. I we, got a question we, for you. Yeah. So near the end there. Well, I guess I should start from the mountain bases. Oh, I wasn't going that far. I was talking. I was gonna go with uh, when they were escaping at the end. Oh, first, okay. Firstly, I thought it was super cool and really clever that they used the the birth tubes as like as capsules. Oh, yeah, that was top. that was great. Yeah, I thought that was really clever. I actually really appreciated that because I I was trying to think like I have no idea how they're gonna get out unless they find some sort of submarine or something. 
That was my thoughts. Yeah. Uh, but the tubes, well, I thought was, I, I never would have thought of that. So that was really clever. Yeah, that was clever for the sure. Good use of stuff that we're already aware that exists there. Uh, but Omega going back for AZ, I thought was kind of ridiculous. Because I mean, like, on one hand, like I get that while she was growing up there, AZ was most likely her only friend. But AZ technically is a, like basically a toaster. <laughs> it's kind of like you're a kid going after the teddy bear, right? Like dropped it in like the lake or something. You know, I got to buy a new toaster at some point. Maybe I'll name my toaster AZ. That'd be funny. Uh, yeah. Print out a, a label. Get a label yeah. maker. Call him AZ. Every time it burns your toast, you go, AZ. AZ. Oh, man. Like, yeah. Like yeah, Luke. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> AZ, that's my dinner. <laughs> How do you get so big eating food of this kind? <laughs> Just AZ, the robotic toasters. I was talking like Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be pretty funny. You go to get the toast and just like flings it in your face. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love those mountain bases at the end. I thought that was a really cool design. Mm-hmm. I thought so too. When we cut to that, I thought that was honestly like, just the overall artistic look of it, which is like basically it appears like they tunneled out the entire layer of the mountain, but I'm guessing it's just the exterior perimeter. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it looks, it looks like they've pulled a, what you were saying, like a, like a star killer base kind of vibe about it mm-hmm. where they've, yeah. they've trimmed out like a crevice around the edge and built into it a little bit. It also dawned on me, that this must be the exterior view of the base we already went to a few episodes back. Uh, I they, they had all the commandos there and everything. It's maybe, like, maybe what, if they, if so, that's one heck of a heck of a mountain because they climbed up the mountain and there yeah. was there was no uh, ring around it, right? So it was just like a, a like a volcano crevice. And, and these mountains look like they're rounded on the top. So I would, I wouldn't, I would be willing to bet that these are actually a. It's a different location, maybe. You think it's a different planet, or yeah, same I, planet, I, different base. It might be the same planet, but a different base. Yeah, maybe. I would. I don't know. It, yeah. it could be the same place, and maybe the perspective is just different. But which would also be really cool. But I don't know. To me, it looked like it was kind of a, intended to be a different area. Uh, but just at the same time, it's like it looks pretty similar to the last mountain secret base we went yeah, to. Yeah, like the like the the foliage and like the environment and everything looks pretty similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's kind of like the I don't know. That's the big question, I guess. Like maybe maybe we'll have to go back and look at the Wiki, Wikipedia pages to see if there was any 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 names uh, dropped for these these places. I know there was a name dropped for uh, I think it was two episodes ago. There was a name given to that planet that they were on with all the Republic commanders in the training facility. And that's another thing that I thought was interesting is like the the clones escorting say were Republic commandos again. It's like yeah. at this at this point, I think we've seen like as much as I love Republic commandos, I'm like, there's got to be one heck of a reason why they're there, because like there's no reason why they couldn't just use like a stormtroopers regular gk troopers yeah 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 like there must be some kind of like unique 
reason why that is. And it's also the, the it's, only thing I can think of: superpowered Republic commandos. <laughs> superpowered. <laughs> yeah. How so? Genetically mutated. Okay. Like, like we're like we're gonna see a a Delta squad of like an X Men Delta squad or something like that. You know, like clones that can. Oh my gosh! Accomplish yeah. absurd things. Yeah. All right. So you're saying one guy's going to shoot beams from his eyes. Yeah, like an Imperial Republic commando, an Imperial commando Clone Force 99 kind of thing just to specifically hunt down and destroy Clone Force 99. isn't it weird that that never existed as far as we know in the Empire at this point? Uh, You think that they would have had a secret, like like maybe not like a, a full army or anything, but like a squad or like several... Yeah, you'd think. It's the size I want. You know, like maybe like 100 total, like secret super soldiers. Right. Yeah. You'd think there would be something like that. But I mean, again, like we're in the very early stages of the Empire where stuff like like that kind of weird stuff can happen still because there's still enemies for the Empire to fight. Whereas like in the later, like tw- like 19 years from now, uh, it's it's just this fledgling rebellion that literally just pulled off their first victory at Scarif. And that's it. Right. And and whereas before it was just like, oh, these like little rebel cells are just like a pest and uh, they're kind of annoying and they're doing stupid stuff. But, you know, nothing to be like, you know, at, even at that point, the Inquisitors are kind of on the way out the door and Rebels is kind of about the tail end of that era. And so I feel like yeah. now now is the time where like Inquisitors are like a fresh thing, like the Jedi hunting business has just begun, like the True, Empire has just begun. Were... So like okay, power is... clones... I could totally see it happening. So, in the EU, I think the Inquisitors were trained by Vader. Is that still canon? Yep. So, there has to be time for Vader to train them before we'll see them. I mean, they're existing Jedi, right? The Inquisitors? So, so like... uh, uh, They also look for children to train. Oh, that no, that part's no longer. So you're talking about the Force Unleashed, right? And they're looking for Force-sensitive children, rebels. Uh, yeah, they they are. Um, so we have I, reason to believe that they've been doing that the whole time. Right. Yeah, we do have reason to believe that Palpatine. Plus I think has always been yeah. obsessed with having an army of Force users behind him. Like that's just kind of his game. He's he's always looking for Force users to exploit. Just even to even bidding, Clone right? Wars. Wasn't he trying to steal? Yeah, he was. Sensitive children. Yeah, he's always been after force sensitive to to train up and exploit their powers. Right, like that's just his thing. Uh, I, I don't know if that. I don't know what that means for this next show, but I don't know the 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 idea that we're given in Rebels because that plot obviously failed, um, mm-hmm. and the idea that Rebels gives us is like, oh, this is why the Inquisitors aren't around like later. And it's because they just all kind of die off like really quickly. Like throughout Rebels, like in those four seasons, we see all of them die. <laughs> so are all the ones that are left. That, that were is. left, yeah. Yeah, because I know there's uh, there's a there's a death or two in Jedi Fallen Order as well. But there's not that many to begin with. No, there's only like 11, I think. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like 14. 11 I don't know 12. what the number is. Yeah, there's not a lot. Yeah, there's not a lot. Because I, I think, even yeah, by the time we're in Rebels, there's only the three left. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's very few, and they're they're you know aged at that point a lot older, 
Uh, and uh, at that point, it's almost like they've lost their edge because there's really not that many Jedi to hunt down and kill anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, what's the point of having them? And <laughs> and Ezra and Kanan are kind of like the last excuse that that the Empire has, aside from Ahsoka. Like they're Come the last on. really, yeah, they're the last Jedi around that are kind of doing their thing, right? So uh, it, it's it's it, this this era, like this Bad Batch, like when it takes place, is so interesting because it's like this is if the Republic went evil, and the Republic had some weird stuff going on, like they had. Like, you know, and, and they had a lot of like craziness, like to their their the variety of military technology and units that they had compared to the Empire was much more vast. Right. Because yeah, they were they were they were at war. So they needed a lot more of this well, in, in, innovative that, thing. Right. But each movie that comes out, they make a new trooper. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I, so I guess, like we I got guess. shore troopers, we got swamp trooper, mud troopers, we got tank troopers, there's right. police troopers. There's fire troopers. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to argue that. Yeah, so, and these are all like we all know screen. the real. We all we all know the real reason for why that is. But yeah. it's yeah. it's more like if I were to try and like BS an in-universe excuse for it. Yeah, <laughs> if I were to BS an in-universe excuse for why that is, um, I would not be able to find one for you. I'd be like, oh well, well the empire like, is just trained, trained for specialized environments. Yeah, yeah, and it makes sense that a, a stormtrooper with white armor wouldn't be Sand on like. Trooper. Uh, wouldn't be walking around <laughs> oh yeah yeah it makes no sense yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna yeah. say like yeah w- why would they be walking around harsh like a harsh uh hot environments like but yeah there's sand troopers so that yeah it makes no sense um, yeah like their armor is supposed to be modified to have like ac inside of it right whereas regular stormtroopers do not because they're only supposed to be in space oh boy like they're they're there's, I think it's based on where you're stationed. Yeah. So the stormtroopers are all on the Star Destroyers. Okay, yeah. So uh, coming off the back of the Clone Wars, the Republic now has access to all the, Repu- all the separatist technology and research that they had during the war as well. So um, it leads me to believe that could be s- some interesting, make for some interesting stories. There, especially with Nala Say being a scientist, uh, we could see a potential imperial science group kind of come together and and start figuring out other super weapons or other 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 things that could just kind of play into the imperial research of everything. Because we know that when Jin Erso is on the 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 data labs on on Scarif, that there, there's quite a few projects that have happened yeah. or are going on, right? Yeah, like, she reads off a bunch of different secret code names. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know, we we know um, uh, that uh, projects Stardust was was the Death Star, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, there's been numerous others. Like I think she referred to one uh, project, uh, Project Dark Saber, and uh, this this is not a reference to. Uh, or the sorry, dark saber. Uh, sorry, it was it black saber. I forget. It, it, there was like there was some. It's not in. It's not referenced to the the. the it's not referencing the dark saber. I think it was black saber. Um, it's not referencing the dark saber. It was just some some other thing. Um, and yeah, yeah. There was um, there was a, a couple different code words. 
for it uh, or for a few of these different evil projects that were going on. But it makes you wonder, like, OK, how, how, what what are the half of these things? Like, you know, it's just I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't really know. Is Black Saber. Black, oh, Black Saber. Thank you. Yeah. I don't really know what that is, but, you know, whatever it is, like, it, you know, so it must here, be. Here's all of them. Stellar Sphere, Mark Omega. We know what that's going to be. Pax Aurora, War Mantle, Cluster Prism, Black Saber, Stardust. Okay. Yeah. There you go. You'd think that Stellar Sphere would be the Death Star. But just saying. no, that was yeah, that was Project Stardust, right? War so. Mantle. Have we heard that yet? I feel like that might be the Dark Troopers or something. Yeah, I I know one of these code names was recently. Oh, here it is. Yeah, War, Project War Mantle. Uh, it, it it was revealed in the Bad Batch what that is. So, uh, War Mantle is an initiative which fills out the ranks of the Imperial army with conscripted human soldiers. That's what, that's what project war mantle is. So, waste of a good name. so yeah, so this is a, this is a reference to rogue one that was, you know, as one of the projects that was stored in these hard drives on Scarif. And, you know, we found out what one of those things are in the bad badge, which is Project War Mantle. But that's kind of why I bring it up, because like I'm thinking like, well, there's numerous others in there and we don't know what half of those things are. And, and you know, maybe maybe one of those things will have something to do with Nalase, right? It's possible. Yeah. I would say Mark Omega because Mark we Omega. know that she was really close to Omega. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, totally. Maybe. Yeah. I, I could totally see that happening. Or maybe even uh, that might even be a project from her research that the Empire has now, now clearly absorbed because they told her like, oh, we have all the research. Maybe yeah, that was an existing that. project that she was doing for the Republic before the Empire. So, yeah, a lot of, <laughs> lot of, lot of stuff there to speculate on. Actually, it's kind of funny looking at these names of the uh, secret code, whatever. They almost look like they were made by like random name generators. <laughs> <laughs> like that uh, make a RPG Star Wars character dot yeah, com yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pax Aurora. Mark Pax Omega. Aurora. Yeah. Cluster Prism. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Just saying. Secret code name generator. All right. Let me, let me see. <laughs> what's going to exist. <laughs> Find out. Generate your very own secret code name oh, nice. on this website. Amazing. President Obama's code name is Renegade. <laughs> I've <laughs> that, heard of that, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Okay, yeah. So Donald Trump was mogul. Oh, yeah. That's funny. But Bush was Tumblr or, and then later Trailblazer. And then Bill Clinton was Eagle. Oh, that's where the saying comes from. The Eagle has landed. Probably, yeah. And that now everyone sense. says that in the bathroom. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> That's funny. That's, that was just a joke. Uh, yeah, no, I, did, I actually didn't know about any of those things. Yeah, each president's got a secret code name. Oh, here, I found I found a code name. FantasyNameGenerators.com. Here we go. Here we go. Warm Starburst. There we go. <laughs> I think that's a new candy that's coming out. Nervous Omega. Look at that. There you go. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. 
Dirty Tinkerbell. No. <laughs> this name generator is terrible. Jasper Baron. What kind? Oh, automatic automatic stalker. <laughs> they nailed it. That's you, man. <laughs> Happy Falcon. Hey, there we go. This is a Star Wars you want. Direct Mantis. Who goes by the name Happy? I don't know. Oh, oh, John Favreau, man. John Favreau goes by the name Happy. <laughs> Actually, it's true. What character is that? Is that Iron Man? An Iron Man's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes by Happy. So stupid. Hasty Roadrunner. This is the worst name generator I've ever heard. Gifted Cobra. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. Oh, I know. I know what Dave's would be. Quiet Wolf. <laughs> oh yeah, it's pretty good, but it's yeah, almost too obvious. I, I'd be Quiet Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have any last minute things before we wrap up here? Uh, caught me off guard here. I think we touched on everything I was concerned about. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, it's going to be an interesting, oh, interesting. Season. I do have one actually. Sure. So this is part of the reason why I was disappointed that we didn't leave Camino is I thought they were going to explain why why specifically uh, Wrecker brought up the fact that, oh, there's only three Republic cruisers outside Camino. I mean, we learned why there's the three were there, but he kind of implies, like, where are the rest of them? And we never got to find that out. Where, uh, where are the rest of who? The Republic cruisers, the ships. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Yeah, that's, that's something that you and I are both convinced that we would have the answer to in this episode. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I'm a little bit bummed about it. I suspect, yeah, I mean, it could just be a throwaway line for them to say why, like to point out that there's three cruisers there to begin with. But I would like to see what the rest of them are up to right now because they, my guess is they're bringing in... Uh, like military control onto other planets. Yeah. Like that's what I would assume too, uh, is that the empire is known for just having ships linger over planets that they're occupying. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I would be willing to bet. Like, it's like, Oh, where are all the ships that used to be here? Well, you know, the, the, the Camino no longer needs protection the way it used to. So I'm not surprised that all they moved all their ships to places that they want to just conquer instead. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd like to... I'm hoping that we'll see some of that at the start of the next season. I think that'd be pretty cool. See what's yeah. going on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, that being said, I mean, it's going to be a crazy year with lots of stuff coming down the road. I mean, even though Bad Batch Season 1 is over, we got so many more Disney Plus shows to look forward to. And uh will list them off in the outro. But uh Yeah. That's it for season one of The Bad Batch. It's been a great season so far. And yeah. you, and, you and I have had a great time it, doing these reviews. It's been a lot of fun. It was a good show. Like, I would say I enjoyed this more than Rebels. Yeah, yeah. For the first season of Rebels, for sure. I can clearly say that. Um, I don't know. I, I need to watch Rebels again to kind of put it up. But I mean, for a Clone Wars successor, perfect. It was awesome. It was pretty good. I love all the cameos. Hope we get some more. Yeah. See what everyone's up to. I want to see more Rex. Yeah, bring it on. Bring up, bring Rex back. And right. Gregor. And Gregor. Yeah, and Wolf. All right, man. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming back on the show, man. That's my Gregor laugh. 
Thanks for having me. Anytime. We'll see, catch you in the next one. All right. Thank you again for uh, Blake for joining us on the show as well as love you guys at home tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And the best way to help us out is by sharing the show with a friend, giving us a five-star review, leaving a couple words behind. There's so many Star Wars shows to look forward to coming up on Disney Plus as well as in the theater. There is the Kenobi series filming late 2021. Book of Boba Fett, which is dropping this year in December or November, I think it is. We've got Star Wars Visions around the corner, which is going to be an animated sh- anime shorts, uh, which I believe drops later this month and uh, in September. Andor will be dropping uh, some point, I believe it's next year or perhaps later next year. Uh, there's also the theatrical film Star Wars Rogue Squadron dropping in 2023, directed by Patty Jenkins. The Ahsoka live action series, Rangers of the New Republic was canceled or at least postponed. We're going to have to wait and see what they do uh, about that. There's an animated film called The Droid Story, which is to be announced as far as a due date, as well as a live action series called Lando. And of course, The Acolyte, which will be dropping in a couple years, maybe, as well as an untitled Taika Waititi live action Star Wars project. So there is an incredible amount of Star Wars content coming our way that's in the pipe at Lucasfilm. And that's, uh, that's of course, uh, not to mention season two of The Bad Batch. So we're going to get lots more. We're on the High Republic stuff, and uh, you can look forward to some reviews regarding those, season- those Wave 2 books uh, coming later this month. Until next episode, guys, may the Force be with you, and we'll see you in the next one. Mm-hmm.